Hey, it's Lacey Broussard, and this is the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. From sex and motherhood, birth and relationships, communication and intimacy building, and Taoism and Tantra, we explore topics such as self-care, self-pleasure, body image, jadex, the feminine cycles, creativity in business, and modern spirituality. The Multi-Orgasmic Mama is a place to come for true stories and transformational advice on how to be a mama and a multi-orgasmic woman too. Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me on here. Yes, I'm so excited to talk with you. So excited. I love your work. Thank you so much. Yeah, so just tell us a little bit about your life. What do you do? Who do you serve? Sure. Um, Well, I'm a certified holistic health coach and a creator of Six Weeks to Love Yourself to Happiness online course with my dear friend and business partner, Maya. And I'm also a self-development and lifestyle design junkie. So I love to have freedom, but yet create um, at the same time um, the life that I love to live. And I'm also a full-time mom of a one-year-old little goddess, Amia. So she has completely transformed me and my whole life for the better. Um, And so just having her, I feel most authentic and that's really influenced my work in general. Yeah. Sweet. I love that she call her a little goddess. She is. She is. She's so delicious. She, she's sweet, but she like, she, she knows it, but without being like, you know, conceited, she's just, uh, she's, she's just a light for everyone that like meets her. Um, and she's so strong for being like a little girl and she just knows what she wants. And so it's, it's so inspiring. And somehow like through her, I channel things that I should be doing, you know? So I get influenced by like her perfectness almost, you know, and like her flow of life and just trusting everything, the trusting the process with her has been like amazing. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. I love the yeah. relationship you have with her. That's super cool. Yes. I've had since she was in my belly. So like I used to meditate with her um, before I went to bed. And when I woke up and I would do these like heart to heart meditations, like connecting with her heart. So like I just always made sure that our connection was strong, you know. And so even now I can leave and she'll be like, bye, but we're always connected. And I'm like always in touch with her in, a, in, in some sort of way, you know. So she's attached but not really at the same time which is what I wanted you know yeah did you do prenatal yoga or something I well I studied hypnobirthing I'm I'm like a self-study sort of person um and then if I feel the need to become an expert at it I'll just take a course or something but I've um I've studied some hypnobirthing and I was just listening to it nonstop especially the last few months of my pregnancy and I was even listening to it with these headphones, um, like on my delivery bed, you know, and it was like so relaxing and it was all about like trusting the process. And I think I just, again, like how, how I said that I'm trusting the process, I embedded all of these thoughts in my, in myself and in her. And so we're going from that place forward, like in life, in our life in general. Um, so hypnobirthing, I'm also a yoga teacher. So a lot of breath work. I'm consciously, consciously, consciously all the time, like breathing, you know? So I always like just bring myself into every moment all the time. So breath work has been amazing and essential oils are like my, my jam. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love yeah. all of that. That's super thanks. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really interested to hear about how you got started in your business. What is this love yourself to happiness business? I want to hear about it. Right. So I think we should start um, in my 20s. I had a beautiful life from the outside, and and for the most part, it felt really good on the inside. But you know, I used to um, I used to be in the city in New York, and I um, I, I would com- you know co- go between New Jersey and New York, and I've lived in the city for some time, and I've lived a pretty good life there. You know, like just pretty luxurious. Went to all the best parties, met a lot of awesome people, but then I would come home, and I just felt depleted. And like almost alone in a way. Like I always, thankfully, I always had the best girlfriends, and I have tons of amazing that I call my best friends um, from different like categories, you know. So I always had that foundation, but I would always like kind of like stray from myself. Like if you look at it from like a bigger picture, it's like I would be pretty destructive, you know, in many ways. And but I always like went back to like taking care of myself and then that's how I would just be in the flow. But it was like taking care of myself, like, and I would found, find like the best ways, like, you know, through nutrition, through yoga, but then I would just go out and like throw it all down the drain, you know? So, but the desire of wanting to feel good, um, just got stronger and stronger. So at 24, I became yoga certified, not to teach, but just for myself to learn and I would just, you know, volunteer here and there and teach. But, you know, people would always come to me about like advice, you know, nutrition advice and this. Um, and I became, I stopped eating meat at 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And so the way that began was I felt strongly about not eating meat, you know, and I was like, well, people shouldn't eat meat and this. And it was like, looking back, it was so like, just one way of looking at things, right? And then I started eating fish. I, I haven't eaten meat yet, but just not for my body. But it took me to a path of like learning different dietary theories. So at 28, I um, founded, I, I found um, in, uh, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm-hmm. And it just resonated with me so, like, so much about just having compassion for everyone and wherever they are. And, you know, what works for me might be like poison for you, you know? And it just, I, it allowed me to take a step back and to not speak my thoughts as strongly, you know? And so it allowed me to be where I am comfortably and then just to accept everyone, you know, where they are. But so that led me to, so at 28, I got my certification to be a health coach and I used that for myself for a while and not knowing where I was going to go with it. I became pregnant at 31 and I just, you know how people are nesting? Well, I was like nesting for business, you know? So I literally, within a month, I built my own website. I just became this like genius at like web design and, you know, I self-taught myself these, like all of these things. And still trying to figure out my message, but I made it pretty general and I called it yoga wellness mom. And, you know, I was, I was feeling my daughter and, and then even later looking at my daughter, I'm like, she gave me the purpose and the, the direction, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be a yoga wellness mom, yeah. you know? And so I created the blog and put myself out there as a coach and, you know, getting a little bit more comfortable with that. And then I would say, 
about seven months into it, after my daughter was born, I met my business partner and amazing friend now, um, Maya. And it was through, I wanted to, I wanted to start a mastermind and we, we got one, we built one. And then all of a sudden Maya and I were talking every day and then like everybody else kind of fell off and we're like, we just have our own mastermind. And I kid you not, I, I flew to her with my daughter. Uh, she flew for the first time um, in, to Maine. And within a month, I was there. Wow. And we sat down and we just did our editorial calendar for like the next six months without knowing how, when, you know, like anything. And we have different schedules too. And we just sat down, we did it, and we stuck with it to this day. And it's just been a beautiful process. Like within three months, I mean, it was a lot of work. Um, we created a, the six-week online course to love yourself to happiness. And that talks about, it just has six core values that we believe if you, um, if you tune into will transform your life to have more freedom, peace, happiness, and just overall well-being. So it's not about food. It's not about exercise. You know, I mean, those things are in there, but I think it's just such a bigger picture in wellness that, you know, people are too focused on like what they weigh on the scale and not tapping into like how they want to feel, yeah. you know, and what they want to create. And that transforms your energy and, you know, forgiveness allows you to lose, you know, like I, I say, like, who do you need to forgive? Like, what are you holding on to? Like, for example, if you need to lose weight, mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, my father, my this, the, that. And I'm like, have you forgiven them? They're like, no. And I'm like, well, you're holding on to something that is not serve you and you're just carrying it with you. And I kid you not. I mean, there's been like miracle transformations where within like three one-on-one -on -one sessions with me, they've lost like 17 pounds and the things that they talked about in the first session are no longer even like, it's just like, no, that was like so two years ago. It feels like a lifetime ago for them, you know? So I, um, I'm just inspired by that work and we're still in the beginning stages of it. And we got inspired to not just work one-on-one -on -one with our clients. We have teamed up to work like two on one with people, but as you know, so with the course, and then we're beginning to, uh, our podcast is launching um, November 21st, and it's Love Yourself to Happiness. And because we want to reach more women, and it will almost be like coaching calls, you know, where women tap into and hear what they need to hear. I know I can tune in and, and, whoever I'm following, I could just hit play and I'm like, that's exactly what I needed to hear, you know? So that's what I, you know, hope to be for like the listeners or anybody just seeing our work. And it's just a joy to wake up. And we worked on our goals uh, last Monday um, or, or maybe two Mondays ago, something like that. And I make sure to make work pleasurable. So I'll have my coffee. I will light a candle. I make sure my space is clean and I just show up, you know, and I allow myself to be like, sometimes, you know, sometimes channel. I say, we, we talk about download, downloading stuff all the time. Like I know people download stuff on the phone. Like I literally get downloaded information and I'm like, I don't even know how I came up with it, but I'll take it. I'm not questioning it. 
you know? And so these goals came to us for like the whole next year. And it's like a book. It's, it's you know, relaunching the course three times, setting up a membership program. And Maya and I broke everything down into dates and how we're going to do it. And I have it printed up in my closet and I look at it and I'm like, thank you. Like, I know what to do now. Like, thank you. You know, it's, it's incredible. Like sometimes I'll stray off doing things, but I'm still doing something on the list, you know, that maybe I needed to do that first in order to understand this a little bit better. So it's just, I have chills. This process has been amazing. And like I said, I'm not questioning it. I'm trusting it. And you know, to be able to, to develop something like this within just a few months, I cannot wait to do our goals next year. Like, I'm like, yeah. you know, then I feel I'll be able to add different goals onto it, more personal stuff that I always wanted to. And maybe I won't want to anymore by then, you know, but like I'll tap into those because it's, I love manifesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is like super impressive. Uh, to hear all that you've done in what four or five months? Yeah, and, and being Maya a in May, so that's yeah. it's, it's November now, so it's like four or five months. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I know. And being a full time mom, and I only you know <coughs> I only get a sitter when I really need to. So <clears throat> like two days a week for maybe about four or five hours. And that's it, and the rest of the time I'm with her. Um, and it works. She gives me the, you know, if I'm a little bit tired, she'll end up being tired. We'll take a nap, you know, and we just have this flow together. And um, she's just, she, I feel like she understands maybe because she's helped to create it, you know, and so she's like along with it and can't wait to start traveling with her next year. And, you know, it's just amazing. I'm so grateful for her. She's like my number one. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you've obviously tapped into some serious flow and some serious, uh, I don't know, like something inside of you. You do radiate, by the way. You're like, uh, I know some of you are just listening via audio, but if you see the video version, Michaela's gorgeous. (laughs) She's such a radiant mama. And that's why I wanted her to be on this podcast because I want to know her secrets and I want to hear her secrets. And I want to give them. That's the thing. I'm like, it's just amazing. Like I, I've always, you know, even before this self-development journey started, I was always inspired by like powerful women. Mm -hmm. So I would read all auto, like all different women though, like autobiographies, not just the Marilyn Monroe, but like Jane Fonda and Betty Grable, you know, like just all of these women. And I felt like I was like, in like not hiding I, I i felt like i was like taking little by little like things that i needed from it and i would like try test things out and like it worked like there is that secret formula of you know being confident and and sex to me like i like i love i want to feel sexy you know and so i always i always ask clients like what are the term like what what words do you want to feel you know but like for me it's like i want to feel sexy powerful strong but sensual you know like I want that duality at the same time and so I've always that those are my affirmations without even affirming them you know I just I feel like I've embedded them and since you know since an early age and it's um I used to do ballroom and Latin dances I grew up in Europe 
Mm. I should mention that I came here when I was 12 and spoke no English. (laughs) So yeah, I've lived a pretty extensive life sometimes, like many lifetimes I feel Mm. with it on. Yeah. And I went through a lot of, you know, stuff in as, as, as a child, um, you know, some sexual abuse and things like that. So that did spark some thoughts, you know, of sexuality and not knowing, and it did take me in the wrong way, but I knew how to reroute constantly, you know, and I, again, I knew there was a better way to, to live and to, you know, that's why forgiveness is huge for me. And, um, it's okay for me to let go of the past because I'm in the present and there's nothing harming in this present moment. I've, I've cultivated and, and built this beautiful life that I get to show up every day and it gets better and better. You know, another one of my mantras, like every day in every way, you know, I get better and better and life gets better and better. So, you know, so it's been fun to play around with, with that for me, you know? Yeah. So what are your secrets? What is, what are you doing for your self-care? What have you tapped into? Because we all want to know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I tapped into the chakras. Um, I met an amazing teacher. Her name is star. Um, I met her in Florida through a friend and I, and I went to visit her and she had this workshop and I thought I was just going to a yoga class and I, and I go in and there's, these beautiful like women goddesses and they're doing breath work. And within 20 minutes of us being there, we, she has us dancing in this like sexual way into like almost um, like Kundalini, you know, to like awaken the energy and the Kundalini. And, um, and that day they worked on opening the root chakra and I've like, I've read about it and I'm aware of it so I can, I could, I could work through it, but it was like such a deeper dive into the chakras. And I feel like I, I unblocked my root chakra, which is connected to like relationships, career, stability, things like that. And I, you know, again, from the outside, I had a really good life, but like, I just didn't feel all like pieced together on the inside, you know? Mm-hmm. So that allowed me to just get clear about my like desires, you know, like really clear. And within three months, I was pregnant, not planned. Oh, wow. You know, and within a couple months after that, the idea of, you know, the website came. So, like, that whole year was just, I was pregnant with my baby and my new business that I manifested during this chakra course. It's like so deep. So, I'm always aware of that. Um, I always infuse my coaching with a little bit of chakra work. For example, if a, you know, woman needs to learn how to speak up for herself, we work on her throat chakra. Even if she has a thyroid issue, we work on her throat chakra, you know, like, so like there's organs and different, um, characteristics of habits that are connected to our chakras. You know, and I could just say from an issue, if somebody has an issue, I'm like, oh, okay, so let's work on this, but then let's connect that with some action. Right. You know, and that tends to like, literally like just speed things up, you know, because you're using a different force, um, which is there for you. So it's there for all of us. It's, it's in us, you know, so learning how to tap into that. And, you know, I, uh, I ended up doing some, um, 
some work with her with with the goddess star like she's just a goddess like you see her she has that long hair her story's incredible she went from like a multi-millionaire woman to move to india for five years and studied with the best very like eat pray love you know and now she lives you know in her studio and she creates workshops and she dances so um she does this breathing where uh you know, we, we all have the masculine and the feminine side, right? Mm -hmm. And so she, she breathes in both. Let me just show a little bit. So she breathes in both, like bringing up, like, okay, like up the leg. So, so she like connects it with breath. And when you're doing that, you're squeezing your perineum muscle mm -hmm. and you're bringing that energy up. You know, so I feel like I'm constantly doing that. It's almost like Kegels if people aren't familiar with what that is. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're breathing in for two. So squeezing up and then releasing as you're like thinking of your intention or affirmation or, you know, you're just focusing on the energy flow, you know, when you're connecting to the mother earth and there's this whole process that comes with it. But that has been super grounding and healing and, I think that's what helps me with my flow in general in life because I allow that to consciously flow through me. Mm. But other than, you know, that spiritual practice, I would say I was always very vain is a wrong word. Cause I, I don't know what a good word for vain is, but I was pretty vain, you know? So I became vegetarian because the skin's going to look great. You know, you're going to feel great, Oh, okay. you know? So it was like one of those reasons. And then I felt great. I felt so much lighter and clearer that I just like stuck with it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've always had an amazing, beautiful, uh, skin self-care practice morning and night. Um, I, in the last few years, I got into a lot of more natural products for my face and I do a lot of oils and I'm loving uh, facial massages. I give myself facial massages. To me, it's like a sensual act almost, you know, to like adore, like I love my face, you know, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> You yeah. know, and I tell myself, not saying like in, in like a bad way, but like you're beautiful, but I, I feel beautiful when I do that and when I do touch my skin and I, you know, I allow my like lymph nodes to flow and, and just connect with another different part of my body, not the spiritual, but the more physical, not on the outside, but on the inside. So I do that. Um, I love sleep. I feel like sleep helps me lose weight. Sleep helps me like eat better. Sleep helps me like I don't have to like exercise as much, but I don't get an, as long sleeps as I used to, but it somehow works out. So I think my body knew this and it prepared me in this way because I'm not energy depleted at all. Like she woke me up five times, but I like love to hug her. You know what I mean? So I woke up to like, oh, come here. You know, I co-sleep for like half of the night. I, I pick her up and like, uh, like around three when she wakes up and, you know, then she'll, she'll wake up a few times and I'm like, not annoyed. I'm like in the flow because I know, you know, I don't have to like wake up and do a job that I don't love. Yeah. You know, and I know, oh my God, I know I can yeah. come and sit here with you, have some coffee, get to clean up a little bit, maybe make some lunch, pick her up, go see a girlfriend, you know, maybe have a client call. And it's, um, it's just, you know, you get to wear like those multiple hats, but like, I love those hats. Like all of my hats, I love. <laughs> 
and it wasn't always the case, you know, and like I have, I used to travel a lot in my twenties. I've traveled the world many times, you know, I've, I've been in Asia many times. Um, one of my best friends, uh, she's a founder of a charity, um, that I became highly involved with. So we would go to Sri Lanka every year, um, and help orphans and elephants. And so that was always my, you know, we would go there, we wouldn't drink, you know, we would just take care of ourselves. We would do yoga and then we would come back to the city and it was like the city life, you know? So I always lived these like dual lives in a way. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I want to be like, but still hang out with cool people, you know? So that took me a little while, you know, to have daily conversations and not at night and then forget about the person, like what their name was. And talk about business at night and you're drunk and, you know, and, and that's what I did for many, many years, hoping to meet the right person that will like introduce me to another right person, you know, and like, that was like such a wrong way of going about it, you know, and, um, it was just a cycle, but it's okay. You know, I got to live my twenties. I got to travel. I got to, you know, and most of those people I don't even talk to, you know, I do talk to my best friends, but that's it. You know, and now I'm meeting amazing, you know, I didn't even know this was possible, you know, and now I'm like living it. So now it's like, that's another exciting thing in my life to be able to like even chat with you even prior to this and to catch up on what's going on with business and how are you doing things? Maybe I can, you know, do something different with mine and like, it's just awesome, you know, and it's fulfilling. So it's like, I don't feel like I need to go out and like fill that void because there's no void you know it's constantly filled yeah 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 I think for so many people sometime in our 30s (laughs) I see it's like the 30 thing I don't know you stop looking to you stop looking to fill the void and you start realizing oh well maybe there isn't a void maybe I can fill up from the inside because all these things that society has told us is going to make us happy and, you know, have the high life, social life or whatever, go out and get drunk every night. Uh, you know, it's just yeah. so freaking unfulfilling and yeah. and it's, yeah, it's like, dude, that's like the last thing I want to do these days, man. Oh like, my God. Thinking going, about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> going to a chakra dance on some secluded private beach in Mexico, butt naked, painted in a ton of glitter with at seven o'clock in the morning. That's like my idea of fucking awesome. Oh my God. Can we do that? Yes. Do that? Let's do that. Yes. We can do a retreat. Yes. And that's another thing we're, we're planning. We have one retreat planned for next year, which is going to be like a sample retreat for us just to see, yeah. you know, my friend has a beautiful horse farm here, so we're going to do it there. And then we're going to take it up a notch. God knows where, but it's going to be yeah. like, like all just women just yeah. dancing, you know, maybe I'll invite star. Maybe like you'll come along. There's another uh, woman we interviewed yesterday. We're like, you need to be on our retreat teaching. And it's like, we kind of like just want all the teachers to come somehow. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll teach Tantra and JDAG and sex love. Yes. Yes. Look at this. Yes. Retreat. This is the first we've even talked about it. It's so funny. Oh, that feels incredible. And like, let's, yeah. Like, and we all have women that like little, you know, few followers here and there. Let's, let's gather all of them up and just take over, take over an island. Right. Oh God. Fuck yes. 
Yes. Yes. So, um, (laughs) we'll save that for later. (laughs) See, it just comes to us. I'm not even worried about getting workflow. You know, it's just come. Yeah. 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 That's life. So how do you incorporate pleasure into your life and your self-care routine? Because this is the multi-orgasmic mama podcast. We want to know about about pleasure. We want to know what's going on. And you're single, so I am single. So I me personally, I find pleasure everywhere. Um, it could be from having my tea. It could be from you know using my oils. Um, but yes, I'm single, and I've been single for since I was six months pregnant. And I, you know, it's weird because. Prior to that, I looked at sex as different, you know, like it was just different. And after I had my daughter, I, I don't know. I just, I just honor my body a lot more. And I'm comfortable saying that, that I didn't honor my body for a long time. Um, And I'm not blaming it on anything. It's just, that's what it was. And so I, I know like my next relationship, I know I will have one. I don't know when, and I'm okay with that because I'm so busy with like having fun, but like, we'll just like, I want like soulful sex. You know what I mean? Like that's one of my top priorities is like, I don't just want sex, you know? So anyway, but like tapping into my sexuality is I do, you know, the breath work, uh, which turns me on, you know? Um, So, you know, almost like doing the Kegels, but um, you know, squeezing that muscle, there as I do breath work and I could just like tingle all over it. You know what I mean? Like it's incredible. So just finding different ways and tools to do that. Um, I have yet to try the jade egg and uh, I'm sure by talking to you or like listening to you, I will somehow get on board with that, which I'm okay with. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. (laughs) I'll put that on my goals or my task to do list. Um, in my, in my closet. Um, But, you know, like even like I said, the facial massage, I give myself um, massages all the time. I massage my feet. Like I treat myself like really good. Yeah. Like I'm in touch with myself and my senses. And, um, you know, even the dry brushing that I do is like to to awaken my my cells and and to, to feel my knees, to feel my feet, to feel my ankles, like all of that. Like I just love it. I love this body you know? Um, and yeah, I do like breast massage, you know, I, I do that. Um, but yeah, so like uh, just touch for myself all over in different ways for different reasons, um, is all just in one thing that I've always done. Yeah. I love that. So I want to go back and point out what you're talking about with breath work. Yeah. Um, yeah. because that's a super important thing that for all of you listening, so there is self-pleasure slash masturbation, whatever you want to call it. And then there's yes. this self-pleasure. <laughs> and when you mix self-pleasure with meditation and breath work, it becomes a completely different thing. Like it's, it's not at all what, what we were taught to think that self-pleasure and masturbation is. It's like, right. um, It has a way of connecting you to the divine inside of you. It has a way of connecting you to sensation that you've never slowed down enough to actually feel. Mm. It has a way of 
opening up and relaxing your nervous system so that your, your cortical control is taken down because the best sex happens when you're not thinking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Breath work is one of the essential pieces to a self-pleasure practice that if you're not doing, uh, definitely incorporate that. And what that means is that um, the way that I've been taught and the way that I practice breath work is it's an inhale and exhale that's connected. So it's a connected Mm -hmm. breath in and out of the mouth. (sighs) Yeah. And when you have that connected breath, it literally does take down the cortical control so that you can start to feel more than you've ever felt. So if you're a woman out there that's listening that has an issue with uh, numbness or pain, um, doing breath work or staying in your head a lot, right. breath work as part of your self-pleasure practice is like one of incorporating breath into your practice is the number one way yeah. to, to resensitize and to feel more. And when you describe, Michaela, how you're able to feel and, you know, just the touch of your hand on your body, it's obvious that if you're feeling pleasure from that, because not everyone would, because Mm -hmm. not everyone is that sensitive, Mm -hmm. that you have opened up um, enough to really experience a lot of sensation in your body. And I love that. That's super cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, you know, I, (laughs) I love to be scratched. And I've taught all of my ex-boyfriends to scratch me. So some would scratch me for hours and I would make them scratch, like, but like every, like, and I would just like turn and, you know, like everywhere, my hands, my legs, my back, my butt, everything. And like, I just, I don't know. I sometimes enjoy that more than sex (laughs) because I was young and I wasn't like, you know, sure, like not sure, but it's just like, to me, that was like more enjoyable because it was like throughout my whole body and I got to relax and not think of what I have to do next. I got to just lay there and just feel. So mm-hmm. even to this day, and I don't have a partner, but I make my sister, she doesn't scratch me everywhere like a, <laughs> a man, but her and I, we will watch Netflix and we'll lay down, we'll, you know, we'll sit there and we'll just, without even knowing how long we've been doing, we scratch our hands, we scratch our legs, we massage our feet. And I just feel like I don't care who's doing it to you. I just feel like a touch is so important. We all need to be touched every day. Yeah. You know? And so to me, like, I, 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 I find it so beautiful. She's like, all right, can we scratch? Because she loves it too, you know? But, like, we Aww. just, like, softly just scratch as, as we watch. And it's like you're getting everything in, you know? Like, I get to watch a show. I get to completely relax and unwind. And we'll do it for, like, an hour, you know? And, and it's, just, it's just amazing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. You have a sister that'll scratch your back like that. (laughs) (laughs) I want one of those. (laughs) Oh my gosh, when I was younger, I said, I wish like some, you know, I'm like, people come up with like everything. I'm like, why can't somebody come up with like a robot that will scratch you the way a person could scratch you? Because (laughs) I am just obsessed. I swear I could lay there for hours. And I, when my daughter wakes up at night, I scratch her to sleep. Yeah, I you do know, that every night with my the gentle, you know, and she just and I want her to be sensitive to the touch as well. So I mean, like I've done that forever, you know, since she was born, <clears throat> all the time. I just I always make sure I, you know, I I have my hand on her or something like that. I always want her to feel connected, you know. So touch is huge, 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 huge. Definitely. Yeah, oh. yeah, I know. <laughs> 
So how has taking care of you first and prioritizing you? Because that's, you know, that's like a general thing that we always hear. Like you have to take care of you, but uh, like myself included, I have a really hard time um, doing that because, you know, freaking four kids, y'all. So <laughs> it's really yeah. hard to put yourself first when you have so many people that you're responsible for. Yeah. Uh, to some degree, you know, and uh, just putting yourself first, you know, we hear that all the time uh, to take care of you first, but that is like not easy to practice. Um, and it's not easy to prioritize yourself and to take care of yourself like a goddess should. Right. Um, so I'm just wondering how that has affected you to help encourage other women listening that, you know, look, it is hard. I know. I, I struggle with this, but well, how, you know, how has it affected you for the better? Um, well, me personally, I don't believe it is hard. Um, maybe cause I do have just one child, but I make it 100% a non-negotiable. So to me, it's just like a habit that I have formed that I do sometimes need to get reminded of. And that's why we created the love yourself to happiness course. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we focus on things like morning routine and evening routine, uh, scheduling boundaries, financial freedom, um, relationships, and, you know, creating that allowed me to, <clears throat> to tap into like my needs in my life, you know? So we have worksheets where we, we break it down for our, ourselves, you know? And I could like, I don't have to look at it. I already know. Cause I, you know, I created it, I formed it and I know what I need to do. So I know if like something is lacking, it's, it's either it's, it's in one of those areas and it has nothing to do with what I ate or if I forgot to wash my face the night before, you know, it's like, it's like the bigger picture and like that whole thing needs to work. So I also find that when I do focus on myself first, everything else gets done, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, making sure my daughter is fed and, you know, dressed beautifully and she feels good. Like all of that gets done. Like, and it's like more like graceful and effortless for me. So to me, you know, I, I think that words are very powerful. So if you do say it is hard to take care of myself because I have kids or, you know, it can be hard to take care of yourself when you don't have kids, when you're working, you know, nine to five, six, and you come home and you have to cook and clean, you know, and you're in a stressful relationship. Mm-hmm. And so you're not honoring your creativity at all, you know, um, like all of that. And that's hard to get out of. But once you take that first step, it's just that one step. It's just taking that first painting class once a month or doing yesterday. And I had a great day, but I was like, ah, I need a dance break. I literally busted out a song um, on this. And in my kitchen by myself, I just, I, I love hip circles. Hip circles get me in my body and in that sexual, beautiful way goddess body mm. and so I do hip circles and then I'm like going like this and I'm like you know I'm like all into circles because you know we love cycles and this and that and I feel like you know to get in the flow so you have to be goofy you have to try it you have to try things even with self-pleasure try different things if you don't like it you know and that's okay too you know but then find different ways to find pleasure you know to me I find pleasure everywhere I find pleasure actually like 
walking on grass because I know what it does, you know? Um, walking on grass, I'm, if my daughter's a little, uh, it's like little parenting tips, I guess, here and there, but my daughter is, um, you know, a little cranky. This actually worked. I was driving <clears throat> and I pulled over and I saw grass there and she just was nonstop crying. I pulled over, I took her out of the car seat and we just sat on the grass and I just watched her and she became so still. I picked her up maybe not even a minute because people were like looking at us like why are we sitting on the grass <laughs> oh my god i love this story already yeah and like i picked her up and she became still present i don't know what was going on through her mind maybe seeing the cars going you know maybe i was rushing her out of the babysitter you know took her out of her flow i don't know who knows yeah. but i respected that I gave her space to reconnect to herself and to you know, to mother earth. Cause there's only so much I could do of like scratching her and talking to her. You know, she doesn't want some of that sometimes, you right. know, she's like her own thing, her own human. So yeah, the grass is pleasurable, you know, because to be in the flow and to be at peace is pleasurable. Mm. To not have stress is pleasurable. Yeah. So, and have the freedom is pleasurable. So I feel like self-care practices not selfishly. I don't believe it's selfish. I think it's selfless if you don't take care of yourself. You know, it, it is selfless. You're not giving anyone any service. You're not giving anyone service at work. You're not being that light that you are. You're not being an influence or a positive influence to your, any of your family members. Like that's the way I look, like to look at it. If somebody is off, I just show up in the best way I can and just, I know I'm, I'm shifting things. I'm like a yeah. little shifter, you know, in, in that sense. And I just show up and I continue I'm being this strong light. And, you know, you'd be surprised when you, um, when you connect with that and when you make that your agreement, you know, on top of other agreements we have, um, it just makes life so easy. And I say it's easy to take care of myself. It's easy to wake up whenever I want and to get things done. And I do have that little moment of like, oh, my gosh, the clothes are everywhere, the dishes, the dishes. And I just do one thing and all of a sudden I look and everything is freaking done. Yeah. Everything is done and I did it, but like, I'm like in a different flow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that again because this was so valuable and mm. important. You said that it doesn't do anyone a service to not take care of you. That's basically yeah. just what you said. And yeah. I want, I want you all to hear that because it's true. You are not doing anyone any service mm -hmm. by not taking care of yourself. All you're doing is becoming a really better person yeah. by not taking care of yourself because you're going to start resenting everyone that supposedly doesn't allow you the time to take care of yourself. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And, um, shoot, I was going to say something t towards that. Uh, it'll, maybe it'll come to me. I don't want to like have a long pause. Um, but yeah, it's all about just, yeah, you have to. I mean, if you don't, you are that miserable person and you don't even want to be around yourself. You don't want to be in your own energy field, you know? And the, like I said, the, the next step, if you are in that space, just do one thing. Just even take a breath or listen to a podcast or smile 
even if you don't mean it, and then your heart will connect with that and you will eventually mean it. Like it's like the smallest, stupidest thing sometimes, but they like they change your world. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you end up changing others. And then everyone else becomes so thankful and like so enjoyable to be around. Like I you know, I, I have boundaries. So like, you know, I, I get to schedule my time around what I want to do. Um, and that took time, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but learning to say no is huge, you know, and saying yes to things that you've been saying no to because you didn't think you had time or you don't think you're worthy. You know, you're like, Oh, well, I'm so busy. Like, why should I take that dance class? Even though you're like a dancer in your mind, you know? You know, so like anything, anything, there's just so many delicious, juicy things that you, sh- you should be doing, not could be, should be, and using your words as a powerful tool to get you there, you know, and just getting clear on the lifestyle you want and just taking that first step. Yeah. It is easy. Just say it's easy and you'll be like, oh, it's easy. And then you'll just find that little channel that will take you there easily. Mm, yeah. Good advice. <laughs> yes. So- <laughs> Now that we've heard how taking care of you affects you and makes you a better person for everyone, I'm curious to hear how does prioritizing yourself, your needs, your pleasure affect your kids? Because oh my God. that's one thing that <clears throat> women get stuck on. They ha- we've been like taught from society unconscious, you know, unconsciously that in order to be a good mom, we have to sacrifice ourselves. We have to sacrifice who we are. We have to give until we have nothing left to give until we just crash and burn. And obviously that's bullshit and it doesn't work. So I want to hear from you, you know, how does that actually um, make your daughter a better person because of you taking care of yourself? So my thought came back of what I was going to say earlier. And I knew it would. And it was, I was going to say that we are taught to believe the more busy we are, the more shit we have on our to-do list and like, it's just the cycle that it's okay to like, to like live this life of like nonstop. And yes, in a way it is, but if only if it's doing things that you love, like why otherwise live this life if you're doing completely the opposite and going in the wrong direction. Yeah. So, and it's always going back to that self, like what, what truly turns you on? That's simple. Like what turns me on? And, you know, so anyway, so, so doing all of that, um, I think my daughter helps me to be more conscious of it. So she actually helps me to do that because I look at her and I want to be the best example, but in, in a, in a beautiful way where, you know, if she sees me stretch, you know, and do some yoga poses on the floor when she wants to play, and I'm playing with her a lot, you know, like she'll know like, oh, like she has to take care of herself. Like that's what I will have to do. And I want her to see these tools that I do and I do everything in front of her. I do my, you know, if she's like in the crib and she's watching a show and I'm like, I need to massage my face. Like, you know, like, so like I, but I do it in like in, in the bedroom with her. So she sees and she's just looking at me, you know, so I do that. I, um, I do all of these things. So then she knows what to do, you know, and, you know, kids mirror everything that we do. So I try to show her as much as I can and do things around her, you know, even if it's taking time from like physically playing with her, I still feel like I'm uh, being of service, 
you know, because she's becoming a little bit more independent, but then she sees like what I'm doing and it's making me happy. You know, like when I'm done and I do my thing, I can completely open up. I mean, I'm always open to her, but I completely open up and then I'm just present and I have nothing else to do but to be with her. So, and that's like the norm for us, you know, um, we have breakfast every day together. If we have lunch, you know, we have lunch together. Um, and it's just, you know, just to be connected. And I know I, you know, she has that confidence in her because of that. And maybe it's just part of her personality. Maybe I'm just making it up that it's because of stuff that I do, but I like to believe it's a combination of both, you know, because I need it. And, um, you know, but I do make sure I take care of her first. So like, she's the first one to get dressed. She, you know, wash her face, like all of that, make sure she has a snack. And then I put her in a crib. She watches her favorite shows. She could be watching, you know, baby Einstein and she's in a beautiful room. And then I'll shower really quick, get myself ready. And then we both show up beautifully, like wherever we go, you know? So we just, that's my morning routine. That's my flow, you know? Um, sometimes it's a little bit rushed and that's okay because we have things to do and that's part of our, you know, life that we just have to, you know, no matter, no matter what you have to work, you know, but I, I wake up and I say, I'm so grateful to be doing work like this, yeah. you know, and to, to hang out with the people that I want to hang out with and talk and just continue getting that flow through me, you know, in a different, in a beautiful, in a beautiful way yeah awesome I love yes that. thank yeah, you so when you when you show up taking care of yourself you're teaching your kids that that's valuable and important mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's so beautiful because we need more young girls young women being raised knowing how important that is so when I have boys um I have a 17 year old stepdaughter but my my the two that I birthed um are seven and nine and when they were little I was single for about a year and a half and I I always wondered how am I going to teach them to honor me and then I realized you know I started honoring myself more and and you know then it became easier but I also had uh somebody had told me like we'll have them help take care of you like you go mm -hmm. draw them a bath we say draw them a bath I'm sorry I don't know who else says that but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so like you know, you do that for them every day, like teach them to do that for you. And I was like, Oh, that's a really good idea. Actually. I so love that. I, I used to have them like draw my bath and put the Epsom salt in there. And I used to have them, wow. like, I them paint my fingernails <laughs> and like help take care of mama, you know, and, and, and it's it wow. was beautiful because, you know, it was a great way to help teach them to take care of others too, you know, like, Yes, I'm the mom and I'm ultimately going to, to take care of you. But I think yeah. it's important in that time to, you know, learn that they can reciprocate that. Yeah, that is incredible. And I can't wait to use that when Amia gets older. But I love that because they also will realize the value of, you know, like if it, that it does take work to draw, like to do a bath, you know, and um, they'll realize all the stuff that you do for them, you know, and it's it just forms that respect, you know, when you have done the, the tough work or whatever, um, you know, you just, you have respect for the work 
as we talked about, you know, creating an online business, I have so much freaking respect for these women that put themselves out there and do all this work and get all these emails done. Like, and they're just one person, you know, even if they have assistance or whatever, it's still one person that gets it all done. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, so for the kids, I think it's essential. They, they, they learn how to do these things early on girls, boys, it doesn't matter. And my biggest goal with this, one of the biggest goals is to know that if my daughter is out somewhere for her to be strong enough to say, okay, like, I want vegetables or, or I want to stretch a little bit or like, let's take a breath over here because it feels good. And I want her to be that influence for others, you know? So like, so she's a constant reminder for me to do that. Even if like, I don't feel like it, but I know it's good. So I'm like, let me just do it. You know? So she's, she's the reason why. And have that motivation, have your kids or whatever. Your partner is a motivation. doesn't matter. Even if you have to fake it. Why do you have to take care of yourself? Well, my husband likes for me to look hot. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. Whatever works. Taking care of yourself is a step better than not taking care of yourself at all. So, yes. Yes. I totally agree with that. Okay. Last question. Yes. If you have one tip or one piece of advice for being a multi-orgasmic mama, what would it be? Beautiful question. So I think it's trying new things, you know? So like I said earlier, I haven't tried the jade egg. That's on my radar soon to try. Um, It could be trying the tango dance class, you know, that's, you know, that you just seen advertised, you know, to get into your sensuality, but it's just to get into your, we are all sensual, whether we dress up like it or not, you know, and just knowing that, <clears throat> and having that mindset um, is just so powerful, mm. you know, like it, that's what gives you confidence because, and that's all inside of us, you know? Yeah. Um, so maybe even like putting on beautiful lingerie underneath your jeans and a t-shirt, you know, <laughs> or, you know, putting on red lipstick. I mean, red, red lipstick was huge for me in my twenties and that like, it gave me the confidence and I had the platinum hair. So like, that was like my jam and I could just sit back and enjoy like, you know, like life is good. And I'm like, okay, I need to get back into the red lipstick thing. Oh, um, <laughs> I do. I do. So I was actually, like I said, going to do it today and I'm just like, shit, I forgot. I'm, but in, anyway. the hot, I'm in the hot pink stage right now. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's just like you're putting something on because it's all thoughts. It's all, it's, you know, it just raises your vibration, you know, and of course do it only if you're comfortable. Some women might not be comfortable wearing red lipstick, you know, and that's okay. Do something that's like secretive, you know, take yourself out on a date, you know, go to the movies by yourself and like get yourself a, you know, if you like, like wine, I mean, I'm not a drinker, but like, I used to be like, oh, let's just get a glass of, you know, like wine or whatever. And just like sit there by yourself and like, be like, how good is it to be me? One of my favorite things to do actually, um, on the rare occasion that I don't have any kids where they're at their other parent's house. Uh, that is like my number one go-to thing is just to like go to a movie and yes. if I want get a glass of wine and just watch movies by myself. Yes. Like the best thing ever. Right? <laughs> I wish you lived closer. We would just we would do this together. We would have dates. And listen, and, <laughs> and you know, one thing I believe in is I don't have a partner at the moment, but I'm not 
but I'm in love. I'm in love with everyone in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying like, well, you can't have your partner to be everything, right? right. But then you Absolutely. can't, you know, but I, I look at people in my life and I, and I make things romantic, you know? So even for my mom, I'll make sure, you know, sometimes I'll have dinner ready and we have, because, you know, when you're in that romantic state, it's like, you know, you feel good. You, you don't think about stuff that you need to do. And like things just come way easily if you do incorporate that into your life. So like, you know, I, I like to look at, you know, going out with my friends as dates. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. You don't just have to go on a date with a guy. Like that's just to me, I'm like, and I'm building that more and more and more that by the time I do meet my match, mm-hmm. he will be on that frequency too. And Oh my God. And one of the sexiest things to a man is when you have your own life and you live your life. Like that's how people lose themselves in relationships and in motherhood is when they stop dating their friends, their, their sisters, when they stop, you know, when they stop just having a life, when they stop having their passion because they think they have to give it up for their man to accommodate him. Like that is so not sexy. So like, it would not surprise me if you, if you come across your match soon because you're doing those things, because you're living <laughs> your own life. Like that's when it all lines up, man, is like when you're just having fun with you. Yeah. Like that's the most sexy and attractive thing to men. And I, I remember when I was dating with two babies, like a baby and a, and a toddler, mm. like that was the most important thing for me was to just to not get attached to someone that I, I met that I really liked or, you know, yeah. I was just yeah. like, you know what? if it's meant to be, it's going to be, and I'm just going to have fun with me. I'm going to have fun with my friends. And lo and behold, I meet the man of my dreams. Like wow. after what, eight, nine months of dating. So yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Totally awesome. I, I, I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't put myself out there or I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where it does just happen, you right. know? Um, but yeah, I like, I'm thinking like sometime next year I'll, I'll start to date, but I don't know what that's going to look like. So it might just be having fun with my girlfriends and having yep. dates like that. And, uh, that's, that's a lot more comfortable for me, um, yeah. than, than the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the tip on trying new things. Um, yeah. Like if you're, if you're wondering what new things you could try, um, I love what we talked about earlier with incorporating breath into your self-pleasure practice. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, there are really four key things to really opening up your ability to become multi-orgasmic and mm. breath is the first to work with. So uh, breath, right. focus, movement, and sounding. Mm. All of those things are really, really important to open up your capacity for multiple orgasms. So Yes. Um, Beautiful. I, and okay. any tip, any tip with the jade egg, how to get started with that? Oh yeah. The jade egg is a practice that I highly recommend you having a coach uh, like me or a teacher okay. to work with. Um, if you have a local workshops in town mm-hmm. where you have a local jade egg teacher, um, definitely go do that because it's a very, very extensive practice. There's a lot of energy work that goes into a JDEG practice, a lot of actual physical pelvic floor, you know, uh, squeezing, releasing that goes on. And it's just not something you're going to learn by yourself or by reading right. a book. 
Right. I I know you're a self-study person. I get it. But like, you can't really get the full depth and breadth and amazing uh, benefits of a JDAG practice if you don't work with, with a teacher. Right. And you could also get discouraged if you're doing the wrong way. And if it's just yeah. day, you're well, like, you're well, it's just not doing it. It's not a magical not thing. Doing anything. Well, duh. Yeah. You're not like, you're not doing, you're not doing the full things and, and getting the full benefits out of it because you just read a book <clears> and you know, uh, so yeah, taking a class, uh, Layla Martin, my teacher, she has an amazing, uh, I think it's a six or eight week, um, online class and it, it's cool. affordable. So like, you know, if you're not, if you can't invest in one-on-one coaching with someone, cause mm-hmm. it's a little more expensive, um, doing a, a course, she has a Jade pleasure course. Um, that's a great start. Awesome. That's what I, that's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like $350 for the course. So oh. yeah. Nice. And I'm sure that, you know, working through that, um, it'll bring even more creativity, you know, more, tapping oh, into the source. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. I love everything we talked about. I think it's super valuable. Um, I know. Thank you. Conversations for everyone here. Uh, So grateful for you and your time and you doing this work for women, which I think is so important. And one of the key self-care practices that, you know, should be looked at. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Michaela. Okay. Bye. Bye.